Welcome to another episode of the Von Gehr Consulting Group's podcast. This episode will discuss five things not to expect in a business coach and how big is your relationship deposit and your relationship account. When it comes to selecting a business coach, there are a lot of resources out there you can turn to on the internet, coaches around your general area, etc., to help you discover what is the right coach for you. What I've noticed is that many of them don't tell you what not to expect. Here are five simple things not to expect from a business coach. First, don't expect your business coach to know everything. Each business, every entrepreneur, and every executive face a unique challenge to their business and in their market spaces. A coach typically first has to learn what has gone right in the past and what has gone wrong. And with that knowledge, a coach can determine what action plan will work best for you on the path to your success. And that, is, that does not mean the coach will pull perfection out of their hats or peer into a crystal ball divining the future. They will always be unknowns in your marketplace. And there are just some areas coaches don't have experience in. For instance, if you want to hire a business coach to turn team motivation around, you're not going to turn to that coach and ask, start asking tax questions, are you? No, they're there to motivate your teams. So understand that your coach is not going to know everything. And no one can know everything, even coaches. In fact, if you find a business coach that says that they do, run as fast as your legs can carry you. Second, do not expect an expensive investment from your business coach. Business coaching is an affordable solution that costs less than hiring a consultant and much less money than going into therapy. There are two reasons why this is the case. First, a relationship with a business coach is built around a specific time frame and for a specific problem. Your coach is not going to keep you engaged for an infinite amount of time, so you don't have to worry about your coach living with you and basically setting up another office. Second, your coach is there to provide solutions to the problems you have and not force a cookie cutter solution to, to or discover new problems. Your investment costs in a business coach can be predicted and therefore are not never ending. They're going to have an endpoint. Data from a recent study conducted by the International Coaching Federation shows that the average coaching engagement is typically under $5,000 and doesn't last longer than under seven months. That's pretty affordable when you compare it to never ending therapy and a consultant that always tends to find new problems with your business. Third, do not expect an out of the box cookie cutter approach. This does not mean a business coach does not have a method or an underlying fundamental skill set that they will use to build your success. In fact, every coach should have a methodology. A coach that cannot articulate their methodology should not be hired. At the same time, a coach that applies the same insert problem into slot A and get solution from slot B approach should be avoided as well. Yes, there are common problems across companies and market spaces, but that does not mean your experience is the same as your competitors or the shop down the street. Take for instance, the recession. It is having an impact on businesses across the country and the world, yet how it affects the software industry is completely different from how it affects the manufacturing industry, which is completely different of how it affects the pharmaceutical industry. A coach understands this and applies the tools necessary to help you solve your problem that is unique to you and not force you a square peg into a round hole or vice versa. Fourth, 
do not expect your coach to do it all for you. You have to execute the agreed upon action plans you and your business coach devise to place you on your path to success. Coaches build the conditioning and instill the fundamental skills in you so that you can rise to the occasion. Like in sports where coaches do not take the field of play, a business coach is not going to run your business, lead your teams, or perform your sales or your marketing plans for you. That is your role. It is your business. They are there to get you conditioned. A coach is there to train you in the skills. A coach is there to allow you to execute when the opportunity arises. And last but not least, do not expect a yes man or yes woman from your coach. A business coach is there to be an objective observer of your business and to hold you and your business to the highest standards. A business coach will challenge the conventional wisdom, will challenge the it's not invented here syndrome that can take place sometimes. A business coach will ask you the tough questions. They want you to understand how you got where you were and also what failures you had so you can learn from them to succeed in the future. All of this is to your benefit and the benefit of your team and is a critical part for you to reach your dreams. You can only grow by being challenged and you can only learn how tough you are by being pushed. You will only learn your blind spots when you're placed in a different situation that you're not used to. It is an essential part of life, just as an essential part of any business success. So don't expect the coach to sit there and say, oh, emperor, your new clothes are so wonderful. That's not the case. A good business coach, they won't make you angry, but they'll make you think, and that's very important. So there you go. The five things not to expect from a business coach. Don't expect them to know everything. Don't expect it to be expensive. Don't expect an out-of-box approach. Hey, they're not going to do it for you. And last, you're not going to get yesed to death. Do you know how big your deposit is in your relationship account? Do you even know what a relationship account is? Let me ask you in a different way. Why are or what makes some of the most successful businesses? What is it that they do that makes them unique? And how are they able to ride out a crisis after another crisis? Now you're probably gonna answer that they offer great products and services. Uh, and that's true, they have to, to, to survive. Your second answer probably is they compete in a unique market space or have a niche market. Yeah, I'd agree with that, they probably do. And your third is they probably execute their plans, whether it be sales, marketing, etc to absolute perfection. I would agree with that as well. But these, the other trait that's out there, these businesses have built up a tremendous amount of deposit and wealth in their relationship accounts. Now, what is a relationship account? It is the trust your customers and everyone outside your organization has in you, your company, your brand, and your business. This account is built slowly over time and cannot be rebuilt on a dime. The relationship account represents your integrity and the outward perception your organization has, as well as the value your organization brings to the community. A relationship account lets you get the benefit of the doubt in very troubled times. And a relationship account is one of the most valuable tools for any business and really for any individual. It begins to be built up over time through the consistent offerings of valuable products, services, and information to your customers. And what compounds the interest on the relationship deposits is the continuing delivery of value to anyone that passes by. 
Now this has traditionally taken place through volunteer activities, participation in social gatherings, and being involved in the community. That value is delivered free through the service and information and time. Now, with the interconnectedness of the internet and social media, you and your business can now provide more value to a larger audience at a faster pace that will bring you exponential deposits to your relationship account. Now, how do you build up a relationship account? Well, you have to make every communication you exchange with someone else, whether it be in person or online, about your audience and not yourself. You provide valuable information and resources that your audience can use immediately. You listen to your audience, you engage them in a meaningful way, and you thank them for their time. Your interactions must be sincere. You will have to be consistent in treating each member of your audience as the individuals that they are, and you will have to build a foundation of authority and credibility to really build upon your relationship account. Now, how do you utilize your relationship account? Well, it depends on the situation, but it comes down to two types of withdrawals from your account. First, one withdrawal is you choose to make for by asking for the business or for a favor. The second one is taken by the general community during times of crisis. The first withdrawal, you get to choose when to use it. It can be that you ask your customers or your audience to follow you, purchase a product or service, or stand up for you and your business. If you have built up enough capital in your relationship account, your audience will help you cash in. If you have not, they will walk away and any goodwill you have tried to build up will quickly vanish. The second withdrawal, you have no control over whatsoever. Your audience and the general public control it during a time of crisis. If you have worked diligently, sincerely, and openly to build up your relationship account, then withdrawals will be minimal, keeping your brand and your business alive and in good standing. Your audience and your customers will rally around you. If you have not spent the time to build up your account, they will be at the barricades with pitchforks and torches faster than you can possibly imagine. And think about it. The current crisis with Toyota right now, and there are recalls all the time, but the current crisis, they have a tremendous amount of relationship uh, deposits in their account that yeah, there are people that are upset but there's no one demanding that the owners of Toyota be tarred and feather and let's burn down the, the plants. It's quite not like that. Versus when there are crises in other organizations, say when it's, when it's the airline industry, people are more than willing to throw any airline under the bus. Building a relationship account takes time. It is a process that is continual and must always be maintained. You are protecting your reputation, your integrity, and your brand. Each business plan, each marketing plan, and each sales plan must take into account your relationship account and must keep it in mind. They must work to build deposits into that account and not withdrawals. So now you know what a relationship account is. Go back, check your records. Can you take a deposit? Will your customers rally around you? When it comes to a time for crisis, will they be there with you? or whether they be the first ones to throw you overboard or send you right up to the guillotine. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Von Gehrig Consulting Group's podcast. Let us be a lion in your corner and roar your success. Come join us 
at www.vongaerconsulting.com. Follow us on Twitter at vongaercg. And you know what? We even have a fan page, Vongaer CG Alliance. Until next time, have a beautiful day.